I'm Stephen Pythman. Welcome to Connections. December is filled to bursting with carols and other vocal works, and as a result, a great deal of instrumental and orchestral music is overlooked. We're going to remedy that in the next hour with holiday pieces by Bach, Telemann, Beethoven, Berlioz, Rimsky-Korsakov, Vivanis, and more. Handel's Messiah has become a regular fixture in December, something that would have surprised the composer who wrote it for an April concert in 1742, making it an Easter oratorio. In any event, Messiah's popularity has eclipsed Johann Sebastian Bach's Christmas oratorio of 1734, perhaps because it was written in six parts, each intended to be performed separately on each of the major feast days of Christmas. The orchestral symphonia from part two offers one of Bach's most lovingly pastoral moments.
Philippe Herweger conducted the orchestra of the Collegium Vocale Ghent in the Sinfonia from Part Two of Bach's Christmas Oratorio of 1734. The festive suite by Bach's contemporary, George Philip Telemann, may or may not have been intended as a Christmas piece, but it seems probable, particularly because its fourth movement is titled Gavotte in Musette Style. The musette, or French bagpipe, was associated with rustic and pastoral settings and particularly with the shepherds of the nativity. That said, Telemann's version sounds more ceremonial than pastoral, especially following the suite's sprightly march.
Rospopol led the London Festival Orchestra in the March and Gavotte from Telemann's Festive Suite in A Major. Beethoven doesn't seem to have cared much for Christmas, or any other religious festival for that matter, but his next-to-last piano sonata, number 31, is dated December 25, 1821. And there certainly is something peaceful in its opening movement, which, as pianist Andras Schiff notes, begins with astonishing simplicity, both in its melodic phrases and their accompaniment. Andros Schiff and the opening of Beethoven's Piano Sonata Number 31. Beethoven had promised his publisher three sonatas in 1820, but health problems resulted in his completing only two. The manuscript of the third is dated December 25, 1821, and Beethoven was paid the money owed him for all three pieces in January 1822, a late but probably welcome Christmas gift. Three decades later, Hector Berlioz's Christmas gift was the December 1854 premiere of his L'Enfance du Christ, The Childhood of Christ, an oratorio based on the Gospel of Matthew. The overture to Part Two is performed by the Boston Symphony, conducted by Charles Munch.
Charles Munch led the Boston Symphony in the overture to Part Two of L'Enfance du Christ, The Childhood of Christ, by Hector Berlioz from 1854. Based on a Ukrainian story, Rimsky-Korsakov's opera Christmas Eve includes a witch and a sorcerer and even the devil himself. But the spirit of Christmas prevails, allowing love and joy to win out in the end. Here is the final movement from the composer's orchestral suite of music from the opera.
the Moscow Symphony Orchestra, conducted by Igor Golovshin in an excerpt from Rimsky-Korsakov's suite from his opera Christmas Eve from 1854. In a moment, the overture from a far more famous opera, not on a Christmas subject, yet traditionally performed during the holiday season, Hansel and Gretel. I'm Stephen Pythman. You're listening to Connections from Capital Public Radio. I'm Stephen Pythman, and this is Connections, today exploring instrumental and orchestral music associated with the Christmas holidays. It was composer Engelbert Humperdinck's sister who first approached him about writing music for songs that she had written as a Christmas gift for her children, based on the story of Hansel and Gretel. After several revisions, however, the musical sketches and songs were turned into a full-scale opera, first performed on December 23, 1893, conducted by Richard Strauss. It has been associated with Christmas ever since and remains Hooperdink's most famous work.
Carl Anton Rickenbacker led the Bamberg Symphony in the overture to Hansel and Gretel by Engelbert Humperdinck from 1893. This fairy tale opera in Wagnerian trappings is worlds away from Puccini's La Boheme, which tells the tragic tale of a Parisian courtesan. Much of the action takes place at Christmas time, allowing the gaiety of the season to contrast with the heavily dramatic story. Andre Castellanitz led the Columbia Symphony in Christmas Eve in Paris, an orchestral arrangement of music from Puccini's La Boheme from 1896. American composer George Chadwick's best-known work is his Symphonic Sketches from 1904. Each sketch references a poem by the composer, and the second, titled Noel, begins, Through the soft, calm moonlight comes a sound. A mother lulls her babe and all around... The gentle snow lies glistening.
Nemeyervi led the Detroit Symphony Orchestra in Noel, the second of George Chadwick's symphonic sketches from 1904. The Christmas Symphony of Alan Hovhannes reflects Appalachian and British folk traditions, as well as his typical Near Eastern and Asian influences.
Gerard Schwartz conducted the Northwest Symphonia in The Angel and Pastoral from the Symphony No. 49 by Alan Hovhaness, the Christmas Symphony from 1981. Bohuslav Martinu's relatively unknown work, Merry Christmas, 1941, was written for Hope Castagnola, in whose parents' home in Long Island, New York, the composer and his wife stayed shortly after their arrival from war-torn Europe in 1941. Thank you. 
St. Paul Chamber Orchestra under the direction of Christopher Hogwood in Merry Christmas 1941 by Bohuslav Martinu. Its cheerful nature reminds us that even in difficult times, to cherish peace and goodwill is to have the real spirit of the season. I'm Stephen Pythman, inviting you to join me again for Connections. Recording engineer was Mark Jones. Connections is a production of Capital Public Radio.